Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shear. find an opportunity to put on film with a fellow Jew and we find time to do acts of goodness and kindness obviously quite clearly there is a void Avoiding that we don't have the schus to be hearing the holy voice, to be hearing the Tera Chadasha, the hearing the new the Tera that the Rebbe speaks. Lousy analogy, but you look in your fridge and you have delicacies and foods in the fridge, but they're from yesterday. And then you have on the table fresh produce and meat or chicken, whatever it might be, fish, that you can prepare fresh today. The human mind says, I'd like a fresh meal. The Yiddish Mama says, can't throw out the old meal. And the, nothing like leftovers. And some food tastes better if they're left over overnight. Yeah, we're going to give a class in cuisine here in a minute. But there are many recipes that require refrigeration overnight prior to cooking prior to baking 
I'm not giving you any of them. Sorry. Maybe because I don't know. <laughs> but there are. I mean, I believe your Shalmi Kugel has to be done that way. We have Baruch Hashem. Siches. My Morim. Letters. From the Rebbe. Gimel Tavuz. Although I've never spoken of Gimel Thomas in this vein, Gimel Thomas, we speak about the miracle by Yeshua, etc., all the other great things of the date, Schalta de Gula for the Fridic Rebbe, the beginning of his redemption, and all the other pointers that are out to talk about in Gimel Thomas. Sefigadela, the big fire that was in Lubavitch. Many Svarim got burned. A lot happened in Gimel Thomas. So I, over years, danced around. What most people harp on when it comes to Gimel Thomas. We do not mourn the passing of a tzaddik. We might miss the tzaddik. We want to hear new Torah. We do not mourn because the tzaddik truly has Aliyah's neshama, truly has his neshama, goes up. How much higher could it possibly go? But it does. We don't know what the ladder looks like, what the elevator looks like up there. Then we don't know, we have no clue. That was rude, but I'm going to have to drink throughout because my throat is very dry and I've been drinking all morning. Just in case you want to know why I didn't make the bracha. Game Hilula. The Rebbe refers to, like Behemoth, for example, as Yem Hilula. It's a joyous day. From the Shama, it's a very joyous day. The Neshama, though, is judged. Every year, the Neshama gets judged. What have your offsprings accomplished? What do they look like? Are they going in the path of your fathers? Are they doing the right thing? Are they acting the right way? Are they behaving the right way? Put it that way, it's scary. A yard side of a mother or a father, they're being taken to task out of my deeds. Wow. Sorry. But I definitely want to be want to try and do better. We, this generation, are all children of the Rebbe. And therefore question posed to the Rebbe up high how many of you my mother are being learned 
how many of your sikhs are being studied? How many of your directives are being kept? To which obviously the answer is millions upon millions. My marm a year, sikhs a year, miftsoyim, tefillin, mezuzas, Miftsayim are not taken lightly today. And when you come to shul, you look at the chassidim. Most of who go to the mikveh before davening. And they're coming to daven with a meal. And you even have people in shul learning before davening. There are set chavrusas that come every morning before davening and learn. But the main pointer of the Rebbe, main focus the Rebbe had in this generation was Avas Yisrael. The Rebbe once told somebody, Halavai, if they want to imitate my husband, Halavai, they should smile like he smiles to a Jew. Smile his smile, the Rebbe's smile, the joyous, loving, fooling, unconditional, loving smile. The true, deep Avas Yisrael. This is the Rebbe's message and mission for us. Not Chassidim. The Rebbe is being taken to task. But on this holy day, side for learning Mishnayis. Being the children of the Rebbe, we should see to it that we learn on Shabbos an extra sicha, an extra line, an extra maima, an extra line of a maima. Would Allah be sad on Shabbos regardless? Take away the morbidity that people tend to reflect or give off in the time of the Yahrzeit. Replace it with true joy and with true Avas Yisrael with true compassion for a fellow Jew replace all the animosity with true love and I'm not asking I'm not telling I'm not, not I'm just speaking at my heart the Rebbe would want to say, make the Rebbe proud. i give you a little inkling of making the Rebbe proud. Baruch Hashem, since 
that I've instituted Mifzayim, I pretty much go every week on Mifzayim. Find a yid here, there, a second, a third, a fourth Jew. Had basically people I used to go see. Four, five film. Every week I'd write to the Rebbe. This week there were four film, there were five film. The one week I went to a second office, a third office. I had ten film. Ten film. Wow. Came back home, wrote right away to the Rebbe, letter, saying that this week was 10 film. I'm a big man. <laughs> I put the letter in English Kedish. And the letter that the Rebbe writes, where I put the letter, the Rebbe writes, you're writing about your accomplishments. Are you satisfied with what you did? Do you not know the dick, the verse, the Vishnu, Mishiyesh, Neiman, the Reitz, and One who has a hundred wants two hundred? One can never be satisfied, complacent with what they've done. One always needs to strive to do more and more. That was one solid pin to deflate my balloon. Here I was all proud of myself with the tenth film. The Rebbe says, "You're proud, Parsach of Michael. You're, you're patting yourself. Huh. What's what is it that you did? There's so much more to do." So from henceforth, I write to the Rebbe every week, whenever we put on, and I don't add any kind of haughtiness or quote-unquote joy within what I've done. I did so-and-so, and I will strive to do better. <laughs> On any given week, we could now be up to 35 till. I'm, I go with my son for one day, one day I go myself. It's not Leva Shemaimi. It's not something that's a heavenly job to be able to accomplish. We have a constant flow of Yidin that are ready to roll up their sleeves. They're ready to put on film. Obviously Shabbos we don't wear film. But perhaps for Gimel Thomas this Friday, anyone that has his Damnut, has a Gelegenheit, obviously if you want to go to the Eil, if you have a moment with a pair of film in your hand, go out and find a fellow Jew to put on film. Each and every extra person putting on film is another way that you're honoring the Rebbe, another way that you can proudly, almost proudly stand in front of the Rebbe. No Chosid can proudly stand in front of the Rebbe.
because you have to understand Rebbe. The Rebbe looks at a person's forehead and knows everything that's going on within the person. Or in their eyes, and they, you know, everything, the Rebbe knows everything that's going on. Or the Rebbe doesn't even have to look at the person. And there are tons and tons of stories where the Rebbe spoke to people that the Rebbe never came in contact with, never met in his life, in their lives for sure not, according to them, according to their understanding. And the Rebbe told them things about themselves that nobody, that they themselves didn't know. And I always quote the famous story where the Rebbe told somebody that he was adopted. The Rebbe didn't tell it to him in those words. The Rebbe told him to go ask his mother, go speak to his mother, because he was a, officially he was a Kayan, and he had divorced, and told the story many times. And he divorced his wife because they weren't having children, and then found out she was pregnant, couldn't remarry her because he was a Kayan, didn't know what to do, the dilemma went on and on, it was a saga, and they went from, he went from one person to another to try to find a they had to saying that the get was, was not right, was a wrong get, because after all, she was actually pregnant, and they only, they only gave a get because of that, there was nothing chashon between them, there was no hatred, there was no animosity, there was no sad, sadness, they were blissful together, but not a bottom could find any hetta for a coin to remarry a, a grusha, a divorced woman. And he out of de- none of it was desperation or just last ditch effort as Hail Mary he went to Rebbe for a dollar on a Sunday and he blurted out his story very quickly obviously because there wasn't much time to talk and the Rebbe told him to go speak to your mother and he found out from his mother that he was indeed adopted and he was not a Kayan why were they being so pig headed and not saying that I'm not just opening and telling everybody he's not a Kayan, actually he's an adopted child, he can remarry her, no problems. They didn't want to stigmatize him, and that's why the Rechatzkila made him a Kayan. And the Rabbanu gave a hat that he should be a Kayan, he should do and everything else, get a lead of the Kayan and everything, so he should never know that he was adopted. It's a stigma on a person to find out they're adopted, it's not their real parents. So, this person found out from the Rebbe, whom he's never seen, spoken to or met, and the parents never discussed the adoption with the Rebbe, they had no idea, they were actually nothing to do with Lubavitch, antagonists of any, And he found out, or the Rebbe showed him, or guided him and told him, as such. So when I tell you, the Rebbe is the, our father of our generation, not of Yiddish, but Shemayim. But the father of each and every person, each and every Jew, that have a concern for, genuine concern, genuine love, 
genuine caring. There were people that confronted the Rebbe. And the Rebbe in his very eloquent manner let them have it. There were people that caused the Rebbe to scream by Febrenius. And had the audacity to go for a dollar the next day and the Rebbe told them, it was you I was screaming about. And they walked away patting themselves saying, ha, the Rebbe is talking about me. So yes, as a father, the Rebbe tolerates, the Rebbe accepts, Therefore, as the day of Gimotamus comes before us, we need to find a way to strengthen our connection with the Rebbe in a way that we ourselves don't understand, that we ourselves don't grasp, in a way that we can't say to ourselves and pat ourselves in the back and say, oh, I did something for the Rebbe. We have to do it with total devotion and dedication to the Rebbe so that in Mirza Hashem, Mashiach, as the Rebbe will reveal himself and as Mashiach will bring all the Chiyas HaMesim and Kitzv Rannu Sheikh Niafar and everybody will rise up and dance and sing we will proudly be able to stand in front of the Rebbe and say, Rebbe, I tried. Success is, of course, always in measured in different measurements. But I definitely tried. I might not have been perfect. There might have been times that things went wrong. I tried fixing. I tried making better. I tried improving. I tried. And obviously, this is something that we need to be able to show ourselves this Shabbos. And as it comes Arab Shabbos, since we can't give tzedakah on Shabbos, we should give tzedakah Arab Shabbos. say the Ilun or to whatever you want to say, whatever language you want to put it as. Say, I am strengthening my Eskashos to the Rebbe. Let it be seen, let it be known up above how I as a Chassid of the Rebbe am doing the utmost that I possibly can. And the Rebbe required people to do even more than that. So let us take see to it that either we make a bracha properly before we eat 
a bracha after we a bracha after we finish, or we learn an extra line, or we learn a line with more kavana, with more <coughs> depth than we usually do. We don't have to cross rivers, climb mountains. The smallest minutest they suffer. Addition to your regular schedule, to your regular learning or davening, or tehillim. Obviously, Mishnayis has always said, this is, uh, I would say, an obligation of every man, every bacha, <coughs> to say Mishnayis, customary for yard site which is a Perik for each letter of the name. Perakim throughout Mishnayis to start with different letters. And they're compiled and we use, we say on the yard site, one Perik for every letter. Starting with a Mem, Meimasai, going on and on. Let's return to the focus of Pasha's Kairach. Also, by the way, just the customary that it's customary that on the day of Yadzite or the Shabbos before, but if it comes out on Shabbos on that day, to get an Aliyah the Torah, to be called up to the Torah for all men boys over by mitzvah. So you'll find many different minyanim that are made for Kriyas HaTera so people get Elias. What was behind the Machlikas of Kerach? And it's interesting we know I believe we spoke about it before about the Mishnah Pekyavis, Machlikus of Kerach Vadosai, Machlikus that's not Lashem Shemaim. Doesn't say Kerach Vadosai, Kerach Im Adosai. Because Kerach within his own camp didn't have peace either. Nebuch. He was, I guess you could almost label him as a Machar Khadiv, stirring the pot always causing but why talk bad about Kerach there's a whole parasha named after Kerach parasha in the Torah called Kerach it's tremendous merit doesn't have a Kerach no parasha named after us what was behind the logic what logic was behind him thinking what he was doing and his Gang. They didn't just dispute the kahuna, the priesthood. They were attacking the actual service Hashem. The way it was given, Lameisha Messina. We have a lot of things that we say are halacha Lameisha Messina. These are halachas that Moshe brought down from Sinai. 
contra to the grasp of Teda, they had basically three points of which they were in, in a contradictory form. And we find this in the name of Kairach. Kairach's name. His name was Kairach Kuf Reish Ches. Let us dissect the name of Kairach, the letters. Prior to that, I want to tell you that there's a Gemara that says, Sheker ain't lem raglayish, ain't lem raglayim. Sheker has no feet. Falseness has no feet to stand on. What does it actually mean? You see, the written, written letters in Teda, a shin, a kuf, and a resh, which compile the word Sheker. The shin comes to a point on the bottom, which means it can't stand on its own because it's a point which is why they had the vizichn, the cups that they used to bring the, the blood for Karim Pesach also were pointy, so nobody would put them down, so the blood shouldn't harden, shouldn't congeal. The shin therefore cannot stand on its own, the kuf has a reish in it, and then a long leg, but there's again nothing to stand on, and then ultimately the reish has no third foot to stand on. Whereas MS, the Aleph is written with two feet on the bottom, the Mem has a flat bottom always, and the Saf has two feet. Therefore, MS always stands. Now we're going to look at the word, uh, the name Kairach. Generally, the behavior of a person, the connection a person has to God and to godliness and to mitzvahs and teira, is through Machshava, Dibur, and Maisa. Thought, talk, and action. Machshava, thought, and even Dibur, speaking, are connected to a part, a spiritual part of the person. Thought, only a person can think his thoughts, therefore they're a spiritual part of him himself. Dibur is supposed to become, supposed to come after thought. One should talk after they think. Should. That's supposed to be the normal way of doing things. That differentiates us from an animal actually, where the animal Zachai is alive as well. And we're Medaber, we speak. But what does it mean we speak? They also have a language. But we have a Mashava that thinks before we speak. Whereas Maisa, the third part of the equation, the doing, is something that has to be physical. And therefore, it involves something physical in the world. Satera teaches us the pathway, the correct pathway, between thought, 
speaking and maisa and action in the service of God. From one part we know the Mishnah Pirkeovis, the first Pedic, Mishnah Yazayin, if you keep score at home, where the Mishnah says, Learning is not the main part, but Maisa. Doing is the most important thing. On the other hand, one needs to have his Maisa fully to the highest spiritual level they could possibly do it. Their full intentions thought pattern, feelings, emotion that they're putting into the actual Maisa needs to be to the umpteenth level spiritually. Ultimately, Maisa is equal by all mankind, all Jews. They all do mitzvahs, not exactly automatic pilot, but in a, in a normal realm. But when it comes to actually having the, all the proper intentions and feelings, we got many different people. Many different people, different strokes, different folks, actions, reactions. How one actually completes a mitzvah. Therefore, we need to delve into the value and the point of Maisa. Terra stresses, emphasizes the need to stand up, to establish Kahuna, Kahanim. Kahanim themselves are a symbol, a spiritual symbol, higher than the rest of the Jewish nation. And they themselves have an obligation to raise up to the spiritual realm of the Jews. Because the ultimate end game, as we say, is very valuable, our feeling and emotion that we have when we do mitzvah and intentions. This action comes to the letter Hey. This letter <clears throat> has three lines. A top, a connected line that goes down, and then the third, which is not connected. To explain it to his Kassidus, to his Kabbalah, the top and the right are attached, which symbolizes Makshava and Dibur, thought and speak, speech. Because as we said, they're intertwined, they're connected. Whereas the third one, the short one, symbolizes the Maisa, the action. And this is the proper way to serve Hashem.
The Machshav and Dibur are spiritual. They stand in a realm of their own. The Maisa, the action, is that small line that holds the straightens everything out, fills in the void on the bottom part. Kerach and his people would not accept this. There are three totally different approaches. And that we see in the name Kerach, Kuf, his Kuf is Pachajit, similar to the Hay, but instead of a small line, it has a much longer line, which goes down further. <coughs> which means to say, to symbolize, if the Maisa, which is the main thing, can be detached from the spiritual part, the Machshav and the Dibur, and the stress would be only on the physical goes further down than the rest. A different twist. The main is the Kavana and the Hedigish. The intentions, the feelings. The spiritual part of Avedis Hashem And this doesn't have a reflection on the physical, which is the Eish Reish. <coughs> Why? Because the Reish has the two lines, which represent the Makshav and the Dibur. And there's no mice at all there. So the Kuf symbolizes how much more the mice is more important than the Makshav and Dibur, and therefore not necessarily has to be spiritually connected. The Reish represents that there is no Maisa at all. But the mainstay argument of Kerach was the Ches. How so? It's also Pachosha to the Hay. Also very similar to the Hay. But there is no detachment from the small leg to the tooth of the Machshav and Dibur. Kerach stood and said, his Maisa is in the same even plane as Machshav and Dibur. And since the Machinus and Maisa are equal, all Jews are equal as well, and therefore, there's no reason to make Kahanim anybody special. 
But this is actually totally against Hashem and against the Teda. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show the Maisa was so much more important, to give an emphasis on that, and especially through Kahanim, and Kahanim giving us the spirituality that we need, and thereby elevating Kval Yisrael to a level which they need to be at on a constant basis. As we said, therefore, the emphasis on the Maisa, on the doing how a person does it, and the Maisa we're talking about here is involving the Kuhuna. And this is what he was against. Why would Aaron, why should Aaron be a Kayin? Now the question becomes, of course, Kerach, we just said, his name itself symbolizes total revolution against God. Total revolution against God. But where did he attack? He attacked through the Kahanam. He attacked through the, the priestly nation, the priestly part of the nation. And who was he attacking? Aaron. Aaron Akhayim. Um, footnote. Kerak was a Levi. He was also from the part, same tribe as Aaron and Moshe. They were cousins. But he said, why should Aaron be the Kayan? Everyone could be a Kayan. So the question becomes, why we call a parasha after Kerak? Because the ultimate result, the end result, the end result is something the end result is where we pride ourselves the end result is what tells us this is what it's meant to be what happens at the end of the parasha oh the Nassim take their staffs and the staff of iron sprouts dead sticks dead pieces of wood steckens but irons sprouts 
and therefore talks about the sprouting of the staff and the gifts to the Kahanim. Teaching us the greatness, the importance, the relevance of Kahanim in the service of Hashem. And therefore the Machlikus of Kerach, this whole debate and argument, brought about the greatness and enhancement to the Kayan and to Aaron and his family. Kehanim gave their lives to serve Hashem. It says in Pasuk, Havayahu Nachalosei, the Ebishta is their inheritance. Brought on Mephash Motza Halevim. Also Hashem Munachlosei. The Shevet Levi, which the Kahanim come from, and the Levim, did not have an inheritance of land in the Holy Land. Therefore it says, Hashem Unachlosi, God is their inheritance. We take the word, Halevim, the numerical value is 91. If we take the word, Aleph, Dalit, Nun, Yud, God's name, and the other, another, another one of the names, Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke, which is 26 and 54, again, in the, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud is 565. 65 and 26 are 91. So Halavim is Gematria 91, which says Shemunach Lossi, God is literally their inheritance. Also, the word Amin is 91, which shows us the significance of answering Amin to a bracha and with Kavana, with proper intentions. Kaddish, bracha, whatever, or if you hear somebody make a bracha, on food, to answer Amen, or somebody blesses you with something, to say Amen, the importance and relevance of Amen. So therefore, Kaddish Baruch said, Hashem Unachlosom, and therefore the Jews have to give the gifts to the Kahanim. We give off the firstborn, and then we give off the, the Chala, all these things that are given out to the Kahanim. These gifts given to the Kahanim ultimately are given to God. When the Kahanim merit their gifts, it's from a Shulchan Gavaya. Keep his score at home, it's Gemara Beya, Chafala from an Aleph, 21 side 1. First to a shulchan gavay, a high table, which means to say that the gifts of the kahanim are the devotion and dedication that every Jew has to, to God because of what they seen as living examples of the kahanim. And therefore, the, gen- the generalization, the klal is kol ched of Hashem. All the different parts of the animal that were brought up and sacrificed for God 
we have to give for the best parts always like the fats, the, high, the highest quality fats the same with everything else that we have in, analogy, and in a form of analogy referring to gifts to God So ultimately, this whole idea, this whole thought pattern of the gifts of the Kahanim stands true today as well. We still need to give from the highest level of spirituality to our Kahanim. The man, the Kayach, each person has the kayan within themselves, even though they themselves are not a kayan. They're not kayanim. But within each and every person there's a concept of kayan, which is the neshama. Therefore we have to give for Hashem and for His data of the best of the best. A person needs to sanctify the best of his times, the best of his strengths, the service of Hashem. Which is, of course, the first moments of the day, giving thanks to Hashem by saying the words "Meida ani lefanecha, Melech chay vekayim shechazat minishmasi vechem l'rabu monasecha." As soon as they wake up, once the day starts, things move on first thing should be with tefillah to make holy kavana with the proper intention a lesson in tefillah after that it's possible to get involved in everything else you need to do, work business etc by approaching the day this way we are guaranteeing ourselves success. Kedach and his people argued on just this. They came to Meish Rabbeinu. They were wearing talisim that were full tchelas. And they asked, in a mocking fashion, if a talus which is fully trailers, does it have to have tzitzis? In the days of yesteryear, tzitzis on the talus were made of trailers. Today, because we don't know exactly how to make the trailers, some say they do have the worms, some don't have it. Since we don't know exactly how to do it, so we unfortunately don't use it all. Here they took a full garment of tchelis and said, now I have tchelis. Do I still need tzitzis? Or a bayis a house full of svarim. Does it need a mezuzah? <coughs> I have that sanctity already of all the svarim. And they brought these frivolous arguments saying that one does not need to have the best of the best for the Hashem. Because we're all holy. 
And we all have godly, godliness within ourselves. God finds Himself in every place, in everything. He doesn't need the matnas kahuna. And those that say that Kulam Kedeshan, each and every Jew, has his neshama, godly neshama, and therefore doesn't need any special connection with the Kaychas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And either way, the Shekin is there. Just by being a Jew and having a neshama tahira, you've got it all. you got it going for you. This is Kerach's frivolous argument. And therefore, this brought about a debate which was not with proper heavenly intentions. What does Meshach respond? What does he tell Kerach and his goons a talus that is too f- f- fully tchelas, purple wool, needs tzitzis. A bias mali svaram, a house full of svaram, needs a mezuzah. You don't have the right, and it's not the proper protocol, to ever be complacent with mitzvahs. To be satisfied with happiness, with holiness. The basic holiness that a person has. But rather one needs to emphasize a special push when it comes to holiness. Dafka through tzitzis and mezuzah, although women don't wear tzitzis, and mezuzah is a chayvan in the house. So the gifts to the Kahanim would not be and the person would not totally devote himself and dedicate himself with all his kreikas to Hashem we could perhaps by learning Torah itself turn over the poison to life Therefore, the gifts of the Kanan are not done properly, not given fully, full-heartedly. And the learning of the Teda of a person is not with the proper intentions. It becomes like a poison. It could taint the person and it could poison the person's mind and heart. In order to reach and achieve the true holiness, the holiness in everything that necessitates the Kabbalah's El, the basic acceptance of the yoke of heaven, 
by starting off our day with the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, purity. And thereby we merit to the Birchas Hashem in everything that we do, Hatzlach in our learning, Hatzlach in our mitzvahs, Hatzlach in our business, Hatzlach in our workload, and we have full and total success, and we merit the ultimate success of the Yisraelim creation of the world, which is the Geula Amitus Vashlema, and therefore we take this time to think about and to ponder what I can do to make the world a better place so that this Gimel Thomas will be the true Simcha of the not the Schalte the Geula but the Geula itself Geula Amitis Vashlema we all will find ourselves with the Rebbe Melech HaMashiach in front of us leading us in Yerushalayim and we will hear once again his voice, his holy voice, with Teirach Adosha Mitititei, and Shabbos and Lachayim to all.